Hello and welcome to the Gemcast. I'm your host, Alex Knight, and this is episode 12. Today I'm joined by Elaine Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast, and science fiction writer Kate Tempest Bradford. In episode 12, In Stitches, both Gem and the Holograms and the Misfits have been invited to compete in a rock fashion show in Venice, Italy. Shayna, the holograms designer, is nervous about competing against professional designers, but is determined to seize this opportunity. As for the misfits, they suffer a major setback when their designer falls ill before producing their costumes. But they have a backup plan, steal Shayna's designs before the big night. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Overall, I thought episode 12 was... Pretty good, actually. I, I don't know about uh, the two of you, but I liked it better than the last one. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is a pretty good episode. Uh, it contains a lot of nonsensical business, but um, there's some really awesome things about it. Well, uh, let's just uh, start off with, uh, we open with Ashley expressing interest in fashion design to Shayna, who teaches her how to draw. And uh, Shayna is interrupted and leaves Ashley when Kimber tells her to join everyone uh, downstairs for some exciting news. And Ashley actually ends up saying, I got a million ideas in my head, Shayna, but I can't prove it. Would you teach me how to draw clothes and models and stuff? And Shayna says, Ashley, I can try if you're willing to work at it. Draw a stick figure, then use colored markers to hang the clothes on the figure. Think you can do it? Sure looks easy. Thanks. I love it how Shayna ends up drawing this incredibly elaborate, like, beautiful drawing. As she's saying, draw a stick figure and drape the clothes on the figure. That's not a stick right. figure. Like, um, I, what? Lady, I think that you, I think you might be mistaken about that. And Ashley's so entirely confident. Thanks. Looks easy. Well, it's because, you know, like, fashion design, like, you don't have to color in the lines. It's all kind of, like, interpretive where you just kind of get the idea down. So... I got nothing. Like I was trying to, I was trying to take that somewhere, but I can't. I, can't. I, don't, I don't know. To be fair, actually, my I know I can speak to this because my girlfriend actually is in fashion design, and I've seen her drawings. And she was actually explaining to me once that they are not meant to be incredibly realistic or detailed. the The idea behind it is to just get the. You just basically want to focus on the detail of the actual garment itself, so the person is not really that important in the drawing. So I can kind of forgive it. Well, the holograms and some of the Starlight Orphans huddle around the TV to watch Lindsay announce the music promoter, Tony Cassini, who is putting on a rock fashion show in Venice, Italy. The top winners will be in Cassini's ambitious rock music video. Contestants have been selected from all over the world, including England, Japan, Norway, Brazil, Jamaica, and Australia. Although he hasn't chosen American participants yet, rumors are going around that the Limp Lizards, the Misfits, and of course, Gem and the Holograms are being considered. The Limp Lizards? Really? The Limp Lizards are the only other band that ever gets mentioned on this show. Have you noticed that? Until the Stingers come along? I I have noticed that. They get mentioned a lot. We only ever get to see hear one song by them, which is terrible. It's called Broken Glass. But they're like mentioned all the time. All the time. I'm over here just like walking on, walking on broken glass. <laughs> Bro wrong broken glass. I know. Also, I figured. Also, why is there always some dark haired mustache having dude doing a competition on the show? Like there are there are always competitions and mustachio yeah. dudes 
Uh, everything, everything is a competition. To be fair, mustaches were quite popular in the eighties. I suppose. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of Tom Selleck, so I don't, I don't know. Right, yeah, Magnum okay. PI, of course. Maybe Italian men were really into mustaches as well. <laughs> well, at the end of the uh, the show, Lindsay announces an exclusive, and she happens to have Tony Cassini on, and he announces his choice to represent America, and I quote, Well, the decision was very difficult. The youth, the vibrancy of American rock fashions. Moi! And he makes this, like, kissing noise. I'm so glad you did that. <laughs> he says, Benissimo, fantastico. I can't decide between the misfits and Gem and the holograms. They're so different, and yet so now. Since I can't decide, I invite them both to the Venice competition. I knew you wouldn't be able to resist the Italian accent. I I'm so resist. happy. Dude, of course you, of course the vibrancy of American rock fashions. <laughs> <laughs> it's, an, it's amazing. And, and you got it spot on. I have some questions about what's going on here. And my first question is, did Gemma the Holograms and the Misfits, or even the Lizards for that matter, know that they were in the running for this business before the student went on Lindsay's show. Did they know that they might have to pack up and go to Venice tomorrow? That was really ambiguous to me because it didn't seem like they were surprised, but there was no, because usually they, they like really blatantly set that exposition, you know, we might find out if we're going to Venice for the thing, you know, and that never happened, but they right, didn't, it, just, it wasn't like, Oh my God. I kind of felt like they were learning about this entire competition and the fact that they were going to be in it while watching Lindsay's show, <laughs> which is that is seven levels of messed up, especially since they're like, we're going to Venice tomorrow. And I'm like, what? What? Right. what kind of asshole does that to people? All the other groups from everywhere else had, you know, days, at least weeks to prepare than knowing that they were going. But he's like, I'm going to wait till the day before to announce this business. Like, what? That, You're going to so drop rude. everything. I'm surprised the two of you questioned that. And I mean, obviously the accent's kind of silly, but not all Italian people use their hands like that. That is so stereotypical. The fact that he like, you know, makes that the hand motion. He's like, benissimo. Like not all, <laughs> not all Italians do that. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'll bet money on it. If you're yeah. sure. If you're sure. <laughs> you know, I think it's kind of like after after the episode in China, it's just like, okay, like, like nothing. It's going to take some pretty blatant, <laughs> like awful stereotypes for me to be like, you know, that was yes. bad. I totally mm -hmm. agree, Alex. You're right. But like... <laughs> I'm, I'm still reeling a little, I think. The youth, the vibrancy of American <laughs> rock fashions. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Meanwhile, Pizzazz and the rest of the Misfits are confident they have the holograms beat since they have a professional fashion designer. And I quote Pizzazz, What? How could they tie with us when we have a professional designer? And Roxy says, Yeah, she's just an amateur. But you know, amateurs get shook under pressure. Naturally, Roxy decides to intimidate Sheena by calling her up and expressing how defeated she already is, considering they have Bobby Stark, a famous and professional fashion designer. And Sheena says, uh, and she actually picks up the phone and uh, has a little dialogue with Roxy and says, Starlight House, Sheena speaking, and Roxy says, just the wimp I was looking for. What do you want, Roxy? To save you the effort of Venice, chump. Bobby Stark is our designer. I'm impressed. So, well, he's out of your league. And then Pizzazz comes on and says, you're just a potato sack seamstress for a bunch of orphans. 
Okay, okay, wait. So in the 80s, was it convention for people to pick up the phone and be like, so-and-so house, this is my name? Like, I was never taught to do that. Well, yeah, because it's kind of... It is of, an orphanage. It's Yeah, it's kind of a business, so yeah. Well, but... Okay, but I'm thinking, like, the the one I remember, as much as I hate to invoke Bill Cosby right now, is the Cosby show, and them picking up the phone and being like, Huxtable re- residents, so-and-so speaking, and I was like, nobody I ever knew did that, and it always seems kind of weird to me. It makes sense in this context, I guess, but... Did you have a lot of siblings in your house? I have zero siblings. That might be why. That you, might be why. Yeah, because a lot of times, especially if it's, like, younger kids who answer the phone... You're supposed to identify, like in where I grew up, like you're supposed to identify yourself, like in where you called. Okay. I'm sure it's not common, but uh, you know, I'm sure some people say that. I, I again, uh, like you, Alina, I, I don't know anyone who ever did that. I never did that. Uh, my parents never answered the phone like that. So probably an uncommon thing. Yeah. I mean, I was taught to identify myself like, hi, blah, blah, blah. This is Aline. May I speak to whoever? But like never one answering. Anyway. That aside, there's more pressing matters to discuss here, <laughs> like potato sack seamstress. <laughs> Seems like a it reference a really, to something. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a good time. And also, yeah, poor people used to use um, the sacks that they're you know, stuff came in like flour. I think rice. Oh, don't get me wrong. I I understand the insult. I, I I just think it's it's silly and it's not that insulting. Like I'm sure she can come up with a better insult than that. Well, okay, but pizzazz is like this rich person. Like on the one hand, I'm kind of impressed that pizzazz would know what that meant. But, like, from her, I guess that's probably a pretty big insult through her lens, you know. Like, I have all this money, and if I call you poor, it's the worst thing ever. Pretty much. Well, visibly upset after the phone call with Roxy, Ashley approaches Shayna and tries to share some of the artwork she's come up with, but Shayna seems preoccupied and brushes her off. Shayna decides to head back to her office and get to work on some of the designs for the competition, but Roxy's words have clearly upset her, throwing a wrench in her creativity. Aja, Kimber, and Jerrica enter and try to instill some confidence in Shayna, but it doesn't seem to work at all. And Shayna actually says, you don't understand, I'm just not prepared to be judged by famous designers, let alone compete with Bobby Stark. And this next thing that Jerrica says kind of bothers me, but she says, who's ten- Who's this tense and negative person who's pretending to be Shayna? Right? It's like, look, woman. This, she has to design five outfits in three hours and fly to Venice it's tomorrow. It's a lot of pressure. Shut up. Like you need it to. It is a lot of pressure. Yeah, I, th- I thought she would be a little more empathetic. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's coming a from a. Person. Well, uh, I think she's coming from from a good place, but it's yeah, she has to be careful about the words that she's choosing here because it's all on Shayna. She is the designer. She is the manufacturer of the outfits. It's all on her right now. That's a hell of a lot of pressure. They, like, got this sprung on them today, and they have to go to Venice tomorrow. And who's paying for these plane tickets? Because they ain't got no money. I just, I Which, feel like this is just a lot of stuff that's, like, thrown on Shayna terribly and all at once. It's terrible. And she admits, too, at this at this very vulnerable moment that she's scared. But uh, the, the holograms, or the, I guess the rest of the band, try to cheer her up, and uh, we get a music video called It Depends on the Mood I'm In. What did you think of the, the video? I really like this video because 
it is, even though Jerrica did say a horrible thing and she was like super mean, what they do to like make Shayna feel better is essentially like, you know, we're just going to play dress up in your closet and, and dance around and be silly and have fun and show you that like you are amazing and, and it's not going to go wrong because we're, we're your friends and we're here with you. So that's awesome. And I like that a lot. And plus, I like the song itself. It's one of my, like, hummable Gem in the Hologram songs that I like to dance around to. But yeah, I, just, I like the playfulness of this video. I like the song. I like the the references, like the musical references to the theme song. Um, I think that that's really cool how it's tied in. I'm just suspicious of anything that brings synergy into the mix anymore, just because I'm suspicious of synergy and, like, the visual inconsistencies. But I like I like the song. But to me, it felt like I mean, obviously, we're watching a music video from like from our perspective, the the audience. But at the end, it was kind of weird because Sheena's reaction after the song finishes, it's like she just watched them perform. So did they actually just do like a song in the bedroom? It's just kind of weird. It's like well, it's an episode not. of Glee or or a musical. Except instruments materialize out of nowhere. Well, so. I mean, they were probably there in the room anyway. They have a guitar in every room. Right. No, like, no, they just sang her a cute song. Like, that's what literally what happened just now is that Jem and uh, Kimber and Aja just sang a song to Shayna. Yeah. Well, that's really sweet. It is very sweet. And after that inspiring song, Shayna uh, seems to have gotten her groove back and produces the final designs for the competition. And while packing for the flight, Shayna leaves the container with her drawings outside the door and walks away. In this brief moment, we see somebody has swapped Shayna's designs for alternates. However, the identity of the culprit is not revealed. Zipper. Well, who else would it be, right? Right. Later on, on the flight to Venice, Jem heads to the restroom only to find that Synergy's holographic projection is interrupted by satellite interference. A man knocks on the bathroom door and Jerrica panics. She asks Synergy what has happened and she responds. However, how can she respond when there's satellite interference? If the interference is strong enough to interrupt the holographic projection vis-a-vis the Gemstar earrings, wouldn't audio communication be cut off as well? Look, that's because it- Synergy is just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> she continues to be the worst. Thanks, Professor, for that incredibly insightful <laughs> explanation. Uh, I got nothing else. She's the worst. Well, it, it's like, have you ever been in a situation where you can't get a phone call out, but you can get a text message? Mm, okay, so it's a, it's a it's a bandwidth issue. Right. Right. But it's also something because made up the so that there can be <laughs> there can be drama later. That's what this is. Like she Jerrica, they flew to China. They flew to China, there's no satellite interference. But they're flying to Venice and so mm. Fortunately for Jerrica, interference is brief and the gem hologram is restored just in time. After arriving in Venice, the holograms are offered a gondola ride to see the Countess de Vasson. Before the gondola can depart, Zipper's Guido Italian cousin, I'm just kidding, it's really Zipper, convinces the other gondola operator to let him carry the luggage belonging to the holograms. Sheena opts to ride with the clothing to ensure its safety. And Zipper says, Yo, Paisan, you take of the chicks and I take of the luggage. Capiche? Look, first of all, how does Zipper still have a valid passport? How does the other Italian guy, how is he convinced that that's a real Italian accent? He doesn't have to be convinced it's a real Italian accent. I'm sure there are a lot of fake Italian people 
like mo- gondolas. gondolas in Venice because it's a tourist thing. What I'm concerned with is how Zipper still has a valid passport. Like, that's really my only concern. How is well, that possible? We talked about him being on a no-fly list at some point in the past. As we're about to find out, it really doesn't take that much to get out of the U.S. in 1980. Right. Well, there's no T. This is pre-TSA. <laughs> this is just... I'm surprised there everybody wasn't blown up at this point because it's so terrible. Can't believe he called the guy Paisan. Really? Well, things are already off to a rough start when Shayna realizes her gondola operator is Zipper, and Zipper ends up grabbing the container with Shayna's art and then bails from the gondola into a boat with the misfits. As the misfits... Wait, 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 wait. We're skipping over that whole boat-skipping scene. You're just, like, glossing over this part where Zipper's, like, leaping from 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 boat to boat. Mm. Oh, I did, with, I did leave in, that in, out, yeah. I don't even know. I was like, I've never been to Venice. I don't feel like the canals are that wide based on, you know, what I've seen on TV and movies. But it, it, was, <laughs> it was like a river going through Venice and many, many boats. Many, many boats. I think I feel like Zipper inadvertently inspired Legolas in the last Hobbit movie, just like <laughs> with like leaping that makes no sense. And you're like, what? How can? OK, well, the accuracy of the, the width of that canal is probably the least <laughs> of our concerns in this episode. That's true. Anyway, please continue, Alex. <laughs> so he he's uh, he he escapes on uh, the boat with the misfits, and as they speed off, they leave a giant wave uh, that ends up capsizing Shayna's gondola, throwing her overboard. And I just love how furious she gets in this moment, and she says, "I'll pulverize them." Go Shayna. Shayna's the only one who gets properly angry because she's an angry black woman, and I feel like this this episode could be called the final straw before Shayna snapped and killed everyone. <laughs> Shayna's uh, nickname should just be the Pulverizer. And I'm I'm stuck on the the sad prequel to the Shayna biopic about how she snapped. Later in the evening, Shayna and the holograms are relaxing at the Countess Duvassan's home. The Countess presents Shayna with an amazing workspace to prepare her outfits for the competition. Things are interrupted though when a man enters with Shayna's missing chest. After dropping it to the ground, we hear what sounds like a young girl's voice emanating from the inside. The holograms open the chest and find Ashley. Okay. What a stone. Yeah, I'm with you. What the what? What the what? Right. <laughs> you tell me. How much air is in that container? I mean, how long was she in there for? Ten hours? I don't know how long the flight is from wherever they are in the US to right. Italy. Well, but... first of all, it I mean it's not airtight, but even in the 80s they x-rayed luggage for things right that would ne- yeah it's like there's a mo- there's like a hu- there's a moving object inside this luggage that would never ever well, get past even if it wasn't situation. moving it'd be a skeleton and i'm pretty sure that right. <laughs> of course right, right. Like she yeah. was in that in the in the cabin or in the truck luggage area way too long it's cold in there she'd have been dead mm-hmm. <sighs> these people like not paying attention to where their children are it's just it's such a problem I mean, this is a better alternative than than finding like a dead corpse of like a thirteen year old girl in, in I your suppose chest. So. Yeah. But they have no shoes or accessories, so it's just it's worse. <laughs> Ashley ends up explaining that Shayna's real designs were in the trunk the entire time. The ones that were stolen by the misfits were Ashley's own designs. How convenient! 
Ashley is too old to be doing stuff like that. He's like, old. sorry. Yeah. Well, we she is the irresponsible one who ran away to join the Misfits. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And also, why didn't Ashley drown? Because didn't that truck fall in the water? Oh, that's an excellent question. There, there was no water in that chest at all when they opened it. No water. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. Cut to the Misfits, where an argument ensues between them and Eric Raymond. The band discovers the stolen designs were not Shayna's. They open the container and find terrible drawings that look like a child drew them. Eric vows to fix the situation somehow. It's better than I would have done drawing. Which just the drawings like really were... I mean, you know, they're drawn by a 13-year-old kid with, with no design talent, so that's to be expected. But Pizzazz ends up saying, Are you kidding, Eric? You actually paid Zipper for this? You've been had. And then a bunch of old Italian women in the background start laughing. And Eric's like, silencio! <laughs> I, just, I just lost my, my shit when I heard that. Oh, Eric's bruised ego. He's well, just awful. He is just awful. But I also love how in this scene we discover that Bobby Stark, the famous designer that allegedly Sharon's going to be going against, couldn't design their stuff because he had a toothache. Toothache! But I'm like, surely Bobby Stark did not, like, attempt to design your stuff the day before you left for Venice, unlike Shayna, who was super unprepared. Didn't Bobby Stark already design some stuff? Like, why don't you just wear those uh, country and western outfits that you wore a few episodes ago? <laughs> and because, like, that's super American. And didn't Bobby Stark design those? And if Bobby Stark designed those, I'm really going to question whether or not he is a quote unquote professional designer. <laughs> Because I saw those outfits. <laughs> and I'm a little worried. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Shayna manages to complete all of the outfits for the show, but realizes that they'll need shoes to match. She decides to go shopping with Ashley, but to their dismay, the fun is disrupted when the misfits enter. How did the misfits know where they were? I, I don't. We've talked about this before, but the misfits always seem to know where they are. Well, I don't think the misfits like went there because they knew that they were there. I think the misfits went to shop for shoes, and they went to the best shoe store in Venice, and they ended up in the same place that Shayna ended up. I suppose that's that's plausible. I think that they just went shoe shopping. Did anyone notice that as they were going into the shoe store? I guess that. Shayna was like, all of our shoes were ruined. And I was like, there was not a single shoe in that trunk with Ashley and yes. those designs. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what do you mean ruined? They didn't, they didn't show they didn't up exist. because Ashley yeah. took them out and put herself in the trunk. Yeah, but maybe that uh, chest had like a hidden compartment at the bottom. Oh, yeah. You know, and to hide is, your shoes. I don't know. My favorite line of the episode is here, too, where Ashley's like, you can have any kind of feet you want That's to. That's such a strange thing to say. I thought it was kind of cute. It was, it was as much as I was saying she was it's like... very help, hopeful. Like, right. oh, if you put on new shoes, you could be a new person. Yeah. yeah. This is a perfect opportunity for a Misfits music video, of course, because what else would happen after the Misfits, you know, dramatically enter... A department store and we get a song called designing woman and i love 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 this song i love it too it's a good I song i even put it on my list of top 11 misfit songs i love the line i i got some designs on you i don't know why i just like it <laughs> yes i like that song and even though like jim and the holograms are in this video i mean mostly it's like shana but also jim is there at one point um even though they're in this video I still like this song because it's all about how Pizzazz is like, I'm not going to sit around 
for nobody. Like, if I want something, I'm gonna go take it. Um, and other girls might be like, I don't know if I should take what I want. She's like, F that, I'm taking it. And I love that about Zazz. And also the choreography in this video, especially how, like, all of them grab random dudes and they somehow know the choreography for this video. <laughs> It was yeah. amazing. It was really uh, cool. No hamburgers were stolen in this video, though. No hamburgers were stolen, only hearts. Because I feel like some of those men were, like, pining for pizzazz for years after that moment. They were, especially right at the end of that video. Do you see that confused look on that guy's face? As he, like, dropped the boxes of shoes? You know, this is that's a really good point, Tempest, about, about pizzazz just kind of in general, is that she, she works hard. I mean, she hustles. <laughs> I mean, she could use some moral scruples but she, you know she knows what she wants and she goes after it and there's something admirable about that you know her approach yeah. is not stellar i mean her approach is stellar but still i thought it was interesting how at the end of the video it seems like that guy that's working at the shoe store is falling head over heels for for pizzazz and i know we've talked about this in the past about how uh, you know, Pizzazz is perfectly attractive and she constantly gets turned down extremely rudely by men, except for this episode. And I'm just thinking maybe Italian men have better taste. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they do. Maybe that's true because these guys, they know what's up with Pizzazz. They're like, yeah, she's taking it. She's taking me. Shayna and the rest of the holograms arrive at the Countess de Voissons and discover that all of the outfits made for the fashion show have been stolen. At the end of her, her wits, Shayna declares she will get everything back, and it's obvious who has stolen them. And of course, we've seen Zipper steal them, but I mean, who else would steal them? I mean, that's Eric's hired goon, right? Is, that's his right-hand man. Mm -hmm. and, and what I love is not even just that, like, because Shayna gets angry. She gets properly angry. And when in so many situations, like everybody should have been properly getting angry about this stuff. But Shayna gets properly angry. And then she says, I've had enough of this garbage. We know who's behind this and we know where they are. I'm going to go get my costumes back. And then the others have to follow her. And I was like, mm -hmm. thank God for Shayna. Thank God for her in this moment. <laughs> Can I just say her reaction in this moment to me is by far the most human and realistic reaction that I've ever seen out of any of these characters on the show. Like, I really feel like Shayna is a real person, could be a real person. The rest of them, meh. Like, you should be properly angry after this. Well, and I feel like, oh, hey, you almost ran me over with a bulldozer. And, like, nothing is said about it. And I feel like this is the first episode, really, where, where it hasn't been like, who would do such a thing? You know, oh, my goodness, the things are gone. Who would do this? You know, and it's actually like... Look, like we we've been through this eleven episodes previous to this. I know what's going on. The it changed the exposition of the of the show quite a bit. Sheena's anger has been kind of boiling to the surface ever so slowly over the course of the last twelve episodes, right? So we're we're finally seeing her just at her wits' end. She's fed up. She knows who it is. She's not kidding around. She says she's going to pulverize them. She's had enough. At night, the holograms embark on a gondola ride to Eric's villa. They make attempts to quietly infiltrate, using Jerrica as a disguised elderly seamstress. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. When the hologram appears, 
she is suddenly like a, a foot and a half, maybe two feet shorter. That makes no sense to me because I can understand the hologram changing your appearance, but not like changing necessarily like your physical mass, so to speak. It's it's a bit far fetched. <laughs> The hologram has to be projected like, well, it doesn't have to be projected onto something, but the woman's going to have two heads. I mean, maybe this is stretching a little bit far, but what if the, like the sensors in the earrings could, you know, if they're, if I'm assuming that they're scanning the area around her and maybe that they can just replicate whatever's above her head to simulate that space that is actually her real head like project what you would actually see if you were looking directly at somebody. That's the only way that I can possibly think that they would be. I mean, obviously this is super advanced tech that doesn't exist. So it's kind of silly <laughs> to even argue about this, but you know, I just, what the hell, I'm just going to throw this out the window. This whole thing is just bonkers. Plus synergy, make me look like a seamstress, like, and it's immediately right? like this, old short looks like a babushka right like s stereotypical like what a what an american thinks of when they think of an italian grandmother she oh like yes she like and i was just like what the hell from like well, how does synergy know what a seamstress looks like she didn't give her any instructions uh, yeah, it, it, uh, yeah. Zipper arrives with Shayna's stolen garments, but the misfits demand one of the seamstresses dye them black since they can't wear quote unquote sissy colors. Jim makes a run for it, but Eric and the misfits realize what's happened and chase after the holograms. A battle ensues between the two bands as both groups refuse to let go of the garments, which causes the misfits to be thrown over the edge of a bridge. The garments are, of course, destroyed, and Zipper comes to the rescue by boat, catching the misfits just before falling into the canal. <laughs> it's the rule of reciprocity. Like, they saved him from drowning before, and now he's saving them from drowning now. It's yeah. great. It's well, of course, symmetry. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful symmetry. <laughs> I do love Kimber's line here, though, because she says, you nearly got yourselves killed just to rip us off. And I feel like that is the motto of the misfits. <laughs> Like, is. they will nearly get themselves killed just to mess with Jem and the Holograms, which really is, like, one of those things that makes you go, like, think about your life choices, pizzazz. Shortly after battling the misfits, they try to catch a ride on a gondola, but Tito, the boat operator, refuses when the Holograms are unable to pay. And Asha says, there are no motorboats, and Tito says, never mind, I row like a mad, Tito gets you there. And, of course, uh, we get a Gem and the Holograms music video called Time is Running Out. What did the two of you think of the song and the video? I also like the song. Like, this was a pretty solid song episode, in my opinion. It really was, across the board. I don't know. This song, for me, oh, no. is a little too repetitive. Yeah. It's earwormy, but then I'm just like, this, this song keeps repeating the same thing over and over again. I don't... I guess the video is okay, but it's weird how they're just, like, on the street doing these weird dances and people just throwing coins at them. They're like, oh, yay! Okay. It's sure. just like real life. Right, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was funny. This is another moment where clearly the the person on the receiving end of, I guess, this song, they're, they're just singing it in public, which seems kind of weird because Tito has, has obviously seen them perform this music video, and... Um, he decides to give them the ride anyways, and he actually says, quote, I'm ignorant. Forgive me. You have touched the heart of Tito. Mm, his poor black, black heart. I, I love so much how much you enjoy doing this. I'm just going to point that out. 
<laughs> well, I mean, the, the accents are just so silly. <laughs> my my two favorite parts of doing the show with you two is one Alex doing accents and two when Tempest says look like because I know whatever follows that is going to be amazing it's going to be awesome for sure yeah yeah well they end up getting a ride on Tito's gondola and just in time they arrive at the rock fashion show but Shayna panics as they have no costumes for the show Jem reassures Shayna that everything is okay because Synergy has a blueprint of their designs in her memory banks and just as they change into their holographic outfits, another satellite glitch causes them to revert to their original clothes, delaying them from starting the show. And let's just have a little bit of a break here for a moment to talk about, and I know, Aline, you want to desperately say something here about this. Doesn't that negate the need to even make real garments? Yes! If Synergy has the blueprints, just make the goddamn holograms. <laughs> Why are you putting this woman through this? Right? Right? And I, I actually thought about that at the beginning, but I was like, well, maybe there's some kind of like, like it's going to go and I don't know, like they're going to have a tour of the rock star outfits or like, like some reason they actually needed to have the physical stuff, you know? And I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm going it, to, it's 20 minute show from the 1980s. I'm going to give it a break for once. And then at the end, they're like, well, just make it a hologram. And I'm like, well, there goes my head cannon. I don't know. Right. And, you know, I'm not doubting Shayna's ability as a seamstress slash designer, but really a lot of this headache could have been completely avoided had they just done the holographic costumes. Right. And also, how did they get, they said, well, Synergy has your designs in her memory bags. How does Synergy have... A special scanner? That well, we I mean, the, the, I guess. the Gemstar earrings are, you know, they have projectors. I'm assuming they have sensors and she has the ability to scan the environment, right? So Maybe? that's... I don't know. No, because I was just like, ah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess she would have to be able to scan the environment because if she's projecting clothes onto everybody and not just Gem, she has to keep track of right. where everybody is. And remember, she has to try, uh, you know, her very best to anticipate Jerrica's needs in a given situation, right? So it's one thing to tell Synergy, look, I want you to do X now. That's very specific and that's easy for a computer to understand. But to anticipate needs, that's that's where AI comes in, right? And, and in order for that to happen, like those earrings would have to have sensors, all sorts of crazy ass sensors in order to constantly scan the environment to anticipate what you know, what she will need in that given situation, right? No, I'm, yeah, I guess so. But also, I'm just like, Synergy, what, what and I'm with you, Eileen, I'm like, how, how have we gotten all this way? They're like, oh, Synergy has your designs. And these are like the second set of designs because, like, there were two sets of designs and I think that, didn't Shana just, like, make up some crap on the spot? Yeah. Yeah, she just made us a crap on the spot. And Synergy's like, I can project your crap on the spot on TV. <laughs> Is that what she said? Well, I mean, she, <laughs> Fine, Shane. I'll just make up your crap on the spot. Right. But it's, it's really weird. And also, I'm going to say this. I know I'm going to get yelled at. And I'm sorry, Shana. You know, we have black girl solidarity, but her it's designs are ugly. Good. Yeah. Those designs are ugly. Those first designs that they that the misfits stole and they were like painted black. They were made better by being black. Hate to hate to give pizzazz props, but it's true. And I, the agree. Set of designs, I agree. Uh, and the second set of designs, I was just like, oh, these clothes are ugly. 
And the, yeah. the prints and the, oh, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just the colors, it was the patterns. The interference is uh, only brief for a moment, and they're able to continue on, but I want to just talk again about the stupid satellite interference stuff, which has happened in other episodes, because, I mean, wouldn't you, if you're Gem and the holograms, wouldn't you be extremely nervous that such a thing could completely destroy your career like what wouldn't you be worried that on stage at any moment that entire facade could just go away and they just seem so confident oh oh the the holographic image is restored yay we can perform i would be i would be freaking out that that could happen again right especially since they were in their underwear yeah what what was i don't oh i didn't even know couldn't they just wear real like actual clothes in case something happened like they'd be in their underwear on a stage (laughs) and what gets me really is like i i get like the first episode and it's like synergy showing you know like you have all this potential and like i can help you but like Jem needs a wig and they need some costumes and like that's what they need. Like, why do they need synergy for most things? I don't understand. Reasons. Oh yeah. Well, you know, synergy is like a loyal pet. You want to keep it around. Well, and okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't come up with a dignified response for that. <laughs> Well, as the episode uh, comes to a conclusion, Tony Cassini makes the announcement that the Misfits have won second place. But before they can celebrate, he then announces that Jim and the Holograms have won first place in the competition. To rub more salt into the wound, he also says that Shayna will receive not one, but two design credits in his upcoming rock music video. One for Jim and the Holograms costumes and one for the Misfits. I thought this is just so absurd. Like, like, oh, I, I kind of felt bad for the Misfits. I know they're to blame for stealing the outfits, but I mean, seriously, nothing ever goes right for these people. That's because it's they're true. horrible. They're horrible people, and they only deserve horrible things. But also, I'm just like, okay, so... Everybody else in this competition got super screwed by the fact that they're like two winners from america and then those terrible kimono people got their place right and like those poor australians they came all the way here also like what was this dude's criteria for anything i just i I had to move him this contest was fixed (laughs) (laughs) well you know it's funny that you say that because at the end uh, the Misfits actually argue with Tony about, uh, you know, Shayna getting two design credits. And and I think it was Pizzazz that said something to the effect of, you know, well, we, you know, it was our idea to dye the clothes black. And and Tony, you know, is just making an excuse, and, and to me, not a very good one, that, you know, listen, if they're going to be in my music video, she's going to get the credit for it. I was like, okay, so really you can just do whatever you want, I guess. I mean, it is your competition, but still... Yeah, it, I don't Once know. Once again, we have badly run competitions with badly formulated rules by mustachioed men. I feel like that could be the alternate t- title to Gem. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, do you, either of you have any concluding thoughts on this episode? I think it's really interesting what we let slide and what we pick apart. Okay, tell me more. I'm going to get in so much trouble, but it's not a very good series. And um, <gasps> I know. 
I'm sorry. I'm so, so, so okay. sorry. My tastes have evolved since I was four. And like, say your um, piece. It's okay. You know, it, it has so much potential. And I think that that's why I like doing this show and talking about it because I really think that it could be excellent. And I'm really excited for, for like the graphic novels and not the movie. And, um, what I don't know. I just, yeah, right. There's no movie. And I don't know. I just, I feel like there's a lot. I don't know. It's just interesting what, what we're like. Okay. You know, we're, we're going to gloss over this and then we're going to really dive into this other thing that doesn't make sense. When in reality, there's like a lot that doesn't make sense. And I just realized that Rio is not in this episode like right now. Oh my God. I totally forgot about that. It didn't even occur to me. Not once. I did not miss the episode in the video time is running out for no good reason because he's not in Venice with them. Okay, so Rio makes a makes a cameo. But and I'm like he could have stayed out of it cuz first of all it wasn't even a love song and second of all Rio needs to stay out. So I was just like what is Rio even doing in this video? Even if it wasn't dialogue, couldn't you just have him in the background, you know, uh, I don't know, making preparations for the show. He is the band the band's manager is he not no one puts rio in the corner alex <laughs> but i mean he's so integral to the band like y- y- how can you have an episode of the show without the band manager being there that just makes no sense to me because no one wants rio around <laughs> you think he's and just having like- one of his moody days he's like <laughs> yes. oh, i don't feel like going and they it, they didn't perform right it was just yeah it was know. right okay yeah. Here's a question, and this might be like one of those Zen meditation things, but can there be an episode of Jim and the Holograms where Rio does not create drama? No. Oh, okay. No, no, there are some, but it's are usually there? other other people creating drama instead. But like, Rio didn't create the drama in this episode. That's true. Um, That's true. There are other ones too. There's one episode where Sean, the teenage heartthrob Sean, creates all the drama. I think they just they should just fire Rio and get Svensson to be the band manager. No, Leo. So can- <laughs> I am so with you. I just want Sven to come back. He could do bla- backflips. Back and do your backflips. Yes. He's doing backflips backstage. Yes, as is only appropriate. Exactly. You know, I miss Rio from episode one. Episode one, he's like helping out and, you know, Starlight House. Helping is in out in air quotes and- as he's like, you know destroying things he's good intentioned and not like egotistical and jerk facey uh why don't we move on to trivia there's not a lot in fact there's only two points uh really in this episode and of course uh either you feel free to drop in any other things that you noticed any errata uh this is the first time that a satellite or sorry this is the first time that a satellite glitch interferes with synergy signal i had those notes from the gem wiki now for some reason, I thought that this has happened before, but maybe I'm, my memory is of later episodes with satellite glitches. I think that the, the latter might be the correct. Yeah, thing. I don't remember a satellite glitch. All right, so that is that is correct. And the other thing is, this is the third time that Gem and the Holograms have been out of the country. The first was to Paris, France, in Kimber's Rebellion, and the second to Beijing, China, in Adventures in China. The episode that shall not be named. Right. Yeah, not the greatest episode. In fact, quite a bad episode. How much does it cost to have a satellite? Because I feel like, you know, we're talking mid-80s. 
and Synergy relies on a satellite connection, wouldn't that be super expensive? Well, I mean, she's clearly jacking on to like government satellites on the on the Oh, okay. Like they don't own the satellite. But can you imagine if Starlight Records totally owned a satellite and everybody's like, Why do you need a satellite? And Eric Brett was just like, reason. It's none of your business. You know, it just makes me think, though, too, about, um, I mean, it's one thing to bounce signals off of satellites that are orbiting the planet. But, I mean, we we had satellites on the ground back then. So could you not just piggyback off of those as kind of like a fallback? Why wouldn't you bounce the signal on local satellite dishes? Would that not be faster than sending the signal to space and then back? Look. <laughs> I might as well shoot myself at this point because I'm like trying to like make sense of this ridiculous show. Right? You're asking all these super deep questions. Eric Benton didn't think of any of this. Nobody thought Just of any of Bill this. Nye. So like whatever. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. We need to get we, Bill Nye as a guest to, to explain, to explain the works. science. Yes. I wonder if you do it. That would be. Oh, I that would, would be epic. I would. Oh, I would pass out. I don't. I don't even know. That would be amazing. Well, I think that is it for this week. And uh, before we go, Aline, dramatic. I can't pause. prove it. <laughs> I can't prove it. You can't prove that you're not asylum. Okay. Well, can you be found on the internet anywhere? I can. Um, I'm on Twitter at Aline. That's A L E E N. I have a podcast that I do where I talk to cool people about their cool projects, um, and that's at less than or equal dot com. Um, I also have a Patreon, which is at patreon dot com slash Aline. Excellent. And Tempest, can you prove that you're not a Cylon? Uh, no, because there's satellite interference. <laughs> and so my proof is on the other side of the satellite, and it's just not. Uh, I wish I had a rim <laughs> shot sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. <laughs> is there anything that you want to plug? I do. So first thing I want to plug is something I mentioned earlier is about how I have an article on io9 um, that has my my top 11 Misfits songs, my favorite Misfits songs, which many of our subscribers might actually know about because they saw that and they were like, woohoo, and then they subscribed. So woohoo for all you new guys Thank who you. subscribe to the show. Um, but yes, but if you, if you didn't know about it, um, it's, it's like, just Google like 11 Misfits song, girl power, gem, io9, and you'll find it. Um, and you can see what all of my favorite Misfits songs are, including Designing Women from this episode. Uh, and you can argue with me about it in the comments. Um, I can also be found on Twitter at Tiny Tempest. I'm also the issuer of the Tempest Challenge, which is a reading challenge. And you can learn all about that at challenge.ktempestbradford.com. Excellent. I'll throw a link to that in the show notes. And just as a quick update to the show, uh, I think it's no surprise that that our show you know, has a relatively small audience and has uh, since, we, since we started it. But uh, I just wanted to say... That ever since you uh, linked to the show in your IO9 article, we went from, and I'm just looking at the stats right now, we went from 30 subscribers to our podcast to, as of today, 133 subscribers. Oh my gosh, yes. really? And all wow. of our episode downloads. Uh, so far, the first episode is by far the most popular at 527 downloads. 
And the re- as for the rest of our episodes, uh, we most of them have crossed over the some even the lesser listened to ones have crossed over the hundred download mark. So all of our episodes have at least had a hundred downloads or more. And uh, yeah, so uh, the show has been growing very very nicely. So to all you new listeners, welcome, and hopefully you'll stick around. And to all you old listeners, welcome, and thank you for being here. Indeed, and I just want to take a moment and say thank you to our recent people who have left a very very flattering review on iTunes, which is fantastic. Uh, we certainly do appreciate it, and I know I've said it before, but it really does uh, help us as far as show rankings and just ensuring that uh, the show continues to climb the charts so more and more people like you can uh, discover our show. Uh, if you haven't left us a review, please uh, take a moment and do that, even if it's just a star rating. And I also wanted to plug our Twitter uh, account because we, to this day, I don't think we, we have. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at gem podcast all one word and we also have a facebook page as well it is facebook.com forward slash gem podcast and uh right now i think we have only six likes or something like that so it's very very tiny but that's fine most of our followers on twitter if you are listening to the show and you're subscribed to our podcast and you haven't followed us on twitter definitely go ahead and do that now so you can interact with us and leave feedback. You can also contact us if you want to send us a long-winded uh, rant about how offensive my Swedish impressions of Svensson were on episode 11. You can do that by going to gemcast.tv forward slash contact or send us nice feedback. Either way, both are acceptable. And uh, that's it for now. So we'll see everyone next week at episode 12, which is a start of a new two-parter. Oh, I watched it today. The music awards. Oh. The anticipation. Well, you'll just have to wait for that. <laughs> That's it for now. See everyone then. Bye.